The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Are you trying to master the game of life without success? There are secrets and strategies to living your best life. We'll share some of them with you on today's show. Take advantage of this series to become an expert at relationships. All relationships. It's time to live the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's your host, Sandra Reich. Hi, welcome back to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. A very auspicious occasion today. For the first time, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich is on the radio live, but also streaming live on Facebook. So if you want to follow us right now on Facebook, go to Straight Talk Sandra Reich Facebook site, and you can write in your questions and follow us. And Georgia and I together, and obviously you're going to see Georgia and I'll introduce her, um, are always um, interesting because we either say something really smart or something really not so smart and bumble together. No matter what, it won't be dull. It's not dull. We are not dull people. So for those of you listening who are not watching, um, on top of the fact that we're streaming, I think today is an important episode. Um, As a therapist, every day, every week, at my couple retreats, at my women's retreats, in session, individuals, families, parents, lovers, the number one thing that comes up over and over again is the issue of boundaries and consequences. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said to me, I have great boundaries, they don't work, or um, I know what a boundary is, but what consequence do you want me to do? What can I do? You'd have $4 by now. Oh, I think I'd have $4 million, actually, because people don't understand the concept of consequences. So I think every time they ask shows that we're not taught a lot of times Mm -hmm. really how, like I know in my family of origin, I was taught a lot about love. I'm going to introduce Georgia in a moment, but I'm just talking to her right now. I was taught a lot about love, 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 love people, be kind to people, be considerate of others. These are good lessons. Okay. I better introduce you so people know what's going on. So I'm here with the famous Georgia Dow. She's been on straight talk many a time. Uh, She is an outstanding clinician here at the um, Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, as well as working in the field for over 20 years. She's the host of many uh, podcasts, imore.com. Um, what else, Georgia? Disruption. I'm on Twitter every now and then, and Tech News Tonight. Yeah, and on top of that, she is my partner in a company we started about a year ago. Actually, I just saw a whole be- bunch of people congratulating us. So I think it's about a year ago called over Anxiety here. Videos. Right over here, anxietyvideos.com. So... Um, to bring you into the conversation, welcome back to Straight Talk, first of all. Thank you for having me. I love having you. And this is part one of two on boundaries and consequences. Yes. And we decided to do two parts because I'm sure you agree it is a killer problem with parents, 
in romance over and over again. You see it in your office as I do in mine. Yeah. And, and it comes in into all different areas of your life. I, it's not just something that comes into parenting or to, uh, you know, your love interest, but it's also about your siblings, about yourself, about your colleagues, about who works with you. And so I think that it's one of those things that we really need to have concrete boundaries and consequences, yet not so concrete that they're inflexible. And I think that a lot of people are even shocked that they could say no, or they could have a consequence to some things, because that would make the other person feel bad. So I should always say yes. Right. So let's go back to the beginning. So again, I told you a little bit about my family of origin, this concept of I love you, I need to understand you, I need to be empathetic to you. Those were good training to become a therapist. And what happened in my adult life is that I was good at love, really good. What I was really bad at, and many of you listening are going to relate to this, is I was really bad at commanding respect. And this caused a really big problem in my relationships because, again, um, love is dandy, but you need um, to draw a line for people to know how far they can go with you. And I think it's very important to put out there right off the bat that it is in our human nature to push boundaries. Now, a lot of people, Georgia, object to that concept. They say, no, not I. And I say to them, there's not one person in the world who won't try to not do a full stop at a stop sign if they can get away with it. You're supposed to fully stop at a stop sign. You are supposed to fully stop at a stop sign. But don't people try to not do their full stops. Yes, and if you were always, if ever you made, like talking about boundaries and consequences, and if someone, every time you did not make a full stop, you always got a ticket, trust me, many more people would always make their full three-second stop at a stop sign. Yeah, and I, go, I go as far as to say is for a while after you get a ticket. You're good. You're good. Oh, you see, you make good. your full stops. I think that I believe... Why? Because I had a consequence. And That's I did, right. A consequence of which I didn't like, and it was strong enough that I said to myself, I don't want to do that again. Okay, for those of you watching, I just knocked over the computer, but it's And all that's bad. why you want to watch live. If you yeah. haven't already, check this it out is, at Facebook.com. Facebook, Straight Talk, Sandra Reich on the Facebook site, 100%. Um, yes, I think after you get the uh, tickets, and if we can be metaphorical, metaphorical about this, is... If you don't give your kids a ticket, let's start with kids because we're doing a two-part so we can take our time. So let's start with the topic that a lot of people this week were in my office about is children, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, Georgia, you and I talked about talking about this on the show that there are two major, you called it two major lies that parents say when they come to our, our offices. Do you remember this? Yes, okay, I do. Because you were looking at me like you have no idea. what. <laughs> for a moment, for a moment, and that's why you should watch live, for a moment I went, Wait, what did I say? I remember I said yeah. it. I just don't so know what I said. You're going to yes. tell one and I'll tell the other. Okay. So one of them that we hear quite a lot with parenting is that I do give my kids count, uh, consequences and they don't work. So that's the one main lie on boundaries and consequences with parenting. And the other one? Before I go to the other one, let's talk about that if you don't mind. Okay. okay. So just to be clear why Georgia has the audacity to call it a lie, okay, is that p parents say this all the time and they are they think they're telling the truth. They're not yes. outright no. purposely lying. But we know it's a lie as a therapist and why do we know it's a lie? Because consequences always work. So if it hasn't worked on your child, you haven't been consistent or you haven't found something that will bother them enough. Is that Which about is right? Exactly, which brings us to the second lie in that 
They say that, well, my kid, oh, sorry. You were no, go ahead, go ahead. They're they, doing great. They say that my children don't care. They oh, don't yes. care about the consequences. How many dollars would you have for all the times you heard that? It, that's, that's almost a con- like always a common occurrence. And I, I'm in the session with the children, and I know, I talk to them, and I know there's consequences that would work because they've spoken to me about that. Tell me which child would not care if they lost their phone, their internet connection, video game time, the door on their room, um, play time. Like, these are things that is currency to children and to adults. If someone took away my phone every time I did something wrong, I would be much better behaved as well. Don't do that. You can't do that, though. But... She's saying that because she works at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. So she's given me an idea of what to do when she deposits two checks the same week, for example. I think that just happened last week, Georgia. Oh, did you find that out? Can I have your phone, please? Um, No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But we're joking around. But the bottom line is that um, I think Georgia's point is extremely important. So let's go back through it because I think there are so many people listening and there's so many people. I mean, as much as we both love helping people and it is a business – you're getting the radio show for free. Listen to this carefully, okay? If there, as a matter of fact, Georgia's had teenagers in her office, and so have I, which actually flagrantly tell us um, we know that our parents' consequences are not, they're not going to hold them. And mm-hmm. they they will act like they don't care. I mean, I have a 10-year-old who will act like she doesn't care. I tell her you're going to get a consequence. She goes, okay, that's and a game. Because it works in their benefit. Yes. They don't want to they're have They're very a, smart. actually the perfect way of showing that the consequence works yes they want to say that you don't have any power over me it's a little bit of an oppositional nature and so they will say that in hopes that you'll stop giving a consequence and unfortunately by the parent coming in and saying you know it doesn't work so I'm not going to do it it's playing into what they hope for in the first place yes now what I tell parents in that situation and I think you do too is that when you put a consequence so let's review again so the boundary is I don't want this behavior mm-hmm. and we're all different so a lot of parents ask what are the boundaries okay we're all different for me for example a lot of parents come in and their kids are talking to them like in an extremely disrespectful way mm-hmm. to me that is definitely a boundary and we certainly at the center encourage people to consider that a boundary but a boundary is saying I don't want the behavior Georgia please don't deposit the checks twice at a time okay I can't afford it no I'm just kidding the question now is after the boundary what's the consequence and if you do the check might bounce and with your kids if you do this behavior this is what will happen so coming back to Georgia's point is the consequence if the child at that point says I don't care about your consequence then either it's the wrong consequence or they're playing you and then you go okay no problem and see how it plays don't give up so fast this is another thing I see is people give up extremely fast on the consequence so that you take away the phone the child doesn't bat an eyelash and they come to your office or mine and say it didn't affect them well give it a few days give it a few weeks they care about their phone don't you care about your phone don't you care about your phone Or your computer, or being driven to soccer, or your desserts, whatever it is. Whatever it might be. Every child is different. Every every person has a currency that matters to them. And often, I'll then have parents say that, well, my child would then be very upset with me. Yes. And the the interesting thing is is that, well, yes, that's, that's a good consequence then because that means it matters to them. But they often want to be their child's friend. And so because of that, they don't want their child to be upset or in distress. But this is a way of teaching them the rules of the world. Absolutely. So you bring up something that we talk about often. So I want to just make sure we get to that. Is that here at the center and in therapy and in research, it is believed 
that being your child's friend is probably not, does not trump being your child's parent. Meaning, your child will have many friends in their life. They need parents. So, some people have really bad parents growing up and then they become parents and they want to make sure that their kids don't suffer like they did. So, that's why they go into the friend role. Jojo, what's wrong with that? Like, I've already said that we don't believe in that, but why not? Well, because you you have a role as a parent. A friend is going to see someone do something wrong and say, good luck, don't get caught. A parent is there to teach their child to be able to survive in the world. And if you you only get, and if, you know, if you're lucky, you have two parents. If you're, you know, lucky, you have one good parent. But you really need to be that role. It's so vastly important that you teach your child to be able to understand rules, consequences, how everything else goes. And so I think that you need to take that role seriously. And I do understand that want to be loved and cared about by your child. But that cannot allow your child to have bad behavior that's going to be maladaptive for their work experience when they grow up. A child that is not able to hold down a job because they don't understand what the consequence to coming late or if they're being spoken to sternly, they figure that that's not respectful and I'm going to leave. How are they going to be able to survive in society? And so I think that it's an important thing to know that they'll have plenty of friends, but you have a very important role as a parent to be a parent. And I end up with kids in my office that are now young adults and are so angry at their parents for not teaching them rules, consequences, dealing with suffering, hardship, learning the skills to be an adult. And that's the largest amount of angry young adults that I see are ones that had great friends as parents but didn't teach them the ropes of life. And I'll go one step further. So this is an anxiety clinic. I mean, we treat all sorts of things here. But um, when you grow up without boundaries and consequences, that's a recipe for anxiety. And I want to explain a little bit why that is. Because, again, if your child's upset when you put a consequence, you would think that soothing them would reduce anxiety. In fact, we actually only feel safe in a world that has clear rules. If you go on the highway, there's no speed limits. There's no police. I mean, yes, it would be great. You can drive at any speed you want, but would you not agree, okay, that it would feel chaotic? So we need those rules. So when your child's upset with you, I know that I'm one of those people who feels terrible when my child is upset with me. I want my child to always be happy. But again, and I think you bring up the word rule, and I'll bring up the word job. It is a job. You are teaching and preparing your child for the world. And the world, like you brought up jobs so smartly, Georgia, is at jobs when you don't show up to work. Last I checked, you don't get paid. No, there's a consequence to that. And that's really important. And so it's not always easy, especially if you found your parents were too strict. You sometimes had the pendulum swing to the other side. But you want to make sure that you also have the balance to be able to be understood and respected and to be spoken to politely. Okay. We're, not, we're going to take a break soon, but not quite yet. Okay, uh, let's start, open up the topic of, uh, I think it's important, people might get inspired listening, I hope they do, and they'll say, okay, that's it, I, you know, I heard the show, or I, you know, I was thinking about this, I want to start putting boundaries down, it's chaotic in my house, I've had enough. Okay, now, I want to definitely give a warning, a caveat here, okay, disclaimer. When you have not put boundaries and consequences, and we're talking about children now, but we're going to get to your partners too and to your family members and your friends and coworkers 
whoever. So if you're listening right now, you're like, I'm turning this show off because it's about kids. Wait. Boundaries and consequences apply to every relationship. When you haven't put consequences or boundaries in your relationship and you first do, you're going to have a huge problem. Georgia? Well, yes. People are going to be upset. They don't want to have boundaries and consequences and people are going to be upset about it. It's the same thing with other relationships. And it's difficult because you should ask yourself before, why did I not set boundaries and consequences? Was it guilt? Was it because you're worried about not being cared about or loved or you don't think that that's your role or you went through this painful experience yourself as a child of having very strict parents? And so you need to know why you have not as of yet as well. So what you're saying, and I think it's important to say, is it's actually a gift to your child. I want to get that in. It's a gift to your child to put boundaries and consequences. But what I also want people to be aware of is when you first put them, when you haven't put them, there's going to be a huge rebellion because they want to come go back to homeostasis. Like, it was good. I had my phone. I had my computer. I had my games. I didn't have to listen to any rules. I didn't have to listen. This felt good. It's like eating a lot of candy. So there's, they're going to try to put you back into a place of a person with no boundaries and consequences. So don't start this new way of doing this until you and your partner are on the same page and you're ready for a little bit of it getting worse before it gets better. Agreed? Exactly. Okay, this is Straight Talk with Sandarish, our first time stream with Georgia Dow. We're having a great time. We're going to keep the camera on during the commercials. For those of you watching on Facebook, we'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. A fresh look at today's health. 
Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. I'm really, um, I'm, we're back, and I'm really excited today. Uh, number one, this is a totally new experience streaming the show. It's exciting and fun, and we're already getting the feedback from Facebook, so that's really lovely. We've got a great filmer here, Robert, with us. And I'm loving talking with you, Georgia, about boundaries and consequences. I don't know of anyone who gives better advice on boundaries and consequences than yourself, and I think that it's extremely important, and I think that a lot of parents are coming into our offices talking about chaotic um family like a dinner it's complete chaos and one child's going off and I you know I I listen to it and there's a part of me that goes oh my god I like I would not be able to survive that now we both have two kids we both have two young kids and it's not like there aren't constant struggles with boundaries and consequences we're definitely not talking from the position that our kids don't push the boundaries again we're starting with the premise that humans push boundaries maybe we should explain that why do humans push boundaries why why do we just naturally push because we're, we're inclined to want the things that we want immediately. And so, you know, having a rule, being told no, we are made to want to, well, some people are actually very rule abiding if you tell them that's the case. And if you have children that are very rule abiding, that is wonderful. But there's also the opposite. And you can end up with children and people that want to break rules because they want what they want when they want them. We're made to like positive feelings, dopamine, things, and rules will stop us from being able to have that. And so it can be a really hard experience to learn how to be able to do that. Yes, I quite agree. And I think that, um, you know, we're going to get start to talk about couples a little bit because I want to go through all the areas. But the thing is, I know we've talked about an expression you use sometimes about if the door is open, you're going to walk through the door. So if the possibility is there to exploit, unfortunately, there is a part of our human nature, even, you know, yes, rule abiding people are better at it. But even rule abiding people, I always give the example is if you keep handing something to a rule abiding person, they will start to feel it's their that will become They're, their expected norm. That's right. Yes. That's right. So, And so even if you're listening going, well, I'm not a boundary violator, I would challenge you that if somebody makes it too easy for you to violate a boundary, you might take advantage of that situation. Or it's not even taking advantage of that situation. You always say you teach people how to treat you. I do say that. And so even if there is a, you know, something that someone would say that's not a good thing to do, you might have established that as an unsaid rule of the relationship if you know, Sandra, you always bring me a coffee every day right. at three o'clock. That's right. And then one day you do not bring me a coffee. I may be hurt. You would establish the rule that you bring me coffee. I drink coffee. And suddenly you did not do that. And I might suddenly feel, you know what? Why am I not being cared for anymore? Because that was the established norm to that. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Sorry about that. I totally agree with that. As a matter of fact, my example I give clients is if every session I gave them a two-hour session. Yes. All the time, just as like a bonus round. And then one day I was like, well, it's 50 minutes we have to go. I think there'd be a look of horror on the client's face. And no one ever argues with me. It's because you'd come to expect it. So it's a lot like your example. Yes. I think that it's important that because as parents, coming back to parents, we take it personally when our kids behave badly. That's another problem. And we say they should know better. But if you've allowed the behavior, yes, 
It's the same thing. Yes. It's come to expect it that anything goes. What were you going to say, Georgia? Well, it's it's hard, I think, to figure out what should be the rules in the home. And how do you know when your child is giving a behavior that should be curtailed? And then how do you go about that? I think that for people that this is new to, that might be a very daunting task. And you had brought up at first that you want to speak with your partner, if I you so have one, about how do you, what are the rules that you would want? So do you you know, throw in a hundred rules at once and try to implement all of them. How do you go about figuring out? Well, if those of you watching saw my hands going crazy. Okay, so Georgia knows um, it's very important. First of all, let's go to your partner being on the same page. Okay, so if I institute a rule in my house and I say, if you do, if you talk to me disrespectfully, I'm going to take away the roller skates I just bought you. And my partner comes home and I say, she talked to me disrespectfully. I say to, say to my child, you're talking to me disrespectfully. The roller skates are going. And my partner goes, I think that's too rough she can't uh, you're not taking away the roller skates i think that is complete disaster so just to keep it in context of marriage okay there are two people in a marriage you're not going to have necessarily the same beliefs on consequences so there are times my partner gives a consequence and i feel it was too harsh or um not appropriate and vice versa yes in front of the child we have to be on the same team. Is mm-hmm. that right? We have yes. to be on the same team. So Even if you disagree. That's right. Later, we go up the stairs and one of us might say, honey, I think that was a little harsh, that punishment, or maybe that wasn't the right punishment for that situation. But I think if you want to start this journey, you have to agree that you're not going to undermine each other in front of the children ever. And what you want to do is you want to get together and figure out what is not working in the home. And so I say you get together, both parents, you can even have the kids involved if you want on what isn't working in your household. Is it too loud? Is it too chaotic? Are people being rude? And you write it all down. And then pick the most important two on your list, the ones that cause the most amount of distress. Because you cannot, if you don't implement a consequence and implement it 95% of the time, no child is going to follow that. They're, they're just naturally made to be gamblers. They'll figure out, you know what, mom's tired today. Today I'll be able to vi- violate, you know, punch my sister and I'm going to get away with it. They're very clever. They're very clever. They're very clever. And I actually, I, you know, it's so funny for people listening again without the kids and wondering when are we getting to uh, the lovers or your husband. It's the same concept. The same as concept. If you want to change a behavior in your partner. So let's say you're listening and you're, you're thinking, well, this is not relevant to me. I, you know, I don't have kids. I don't care. So you have a situation with your partner. I've noticed I work with a lot of couples. You work with a lot of kids. I work with a lot of couples. So I noticed that I've had this happen this week my office that you're working on one behavior and the partner gets it and finally says I'm sorry I get it like I'm going to respect that and the other one says and th- and there's also this too there's also this and I always tell them that's not a good approach like you want to do really like what Georgia said she said too I would even say even maybe one at a time like I joke that I go for coffee with my husband and also choose your timing when you're going to have a conversation so he's in a good mood when we go for coffee so I'll usually at that point come up with I'm sorry the way he's filming is making me laugh um, I'll usually come up with um, one thing that I want to talk to him about and I take one because 
that's another thing you have to keep in mind is there's only when you're telling your partner or your kids or somebody something you don't like about their behavior there's only so much we can take before we can start to feel a bit defensive so Georgia I'm upset with you because you didn't put your check in the bank and I'm upset with you because I'm just kidding but just to use the example and you didn't do this by the third example Georgia's like okay now and you think you're so perfect I have a few things I want to talk to you about too she says she exactly look at her face okay I think it says it all I think you have to be careful and if you've let it go for a long time you're gonna want to hit every problem all at once that's dangerous big danger it's overwhelming for one the other person's gonna feel like a horrible person during that and you're not gonna be able to enforce all six or eight at once and so even if we're talking about a relationship you want to discuss what are the rules of our relationship what is okay and what are outside the parameters and then to that You want it's not going to be the same as with a child, whereas the consequences would be I'm taking away your phone or that you're not the parent to your partner. But it could be that, you know what, we're going to speak about this or we're going to discuss it or I want to have, you know what, some time just alone. Um, it's, It's something that would be different to that, but you want to already understand what are the rules, what do I expect from you? Because most people want to make their significant others happy. They want them to feel loved and cared about. And often we don't speak about what we want in our relationships. And because of that, the other person has no clue. You would think, you know what, it's so obvious that they should know that they're hurting my feelings or by coming home late without calling, you know, this is not all right. Or showing up late to a dinner date. They they wouldn't understand why that hurts the other person. But it might be the case. But if you don't tell them, now you're self-perpetuating, almost like setting a trap for your partner to fall into and they'll by fall. not letting them know. That's so true. And, you know, I hate to say it as a woman, but I have to say that us women, we're not socialized that much. I mean, I'm making a generalization, but we're not that socialized to be able to, we feel guilty to ask for these things. We wonder if it's okay to ask for them. So, and then we women often say in the office, he should know. I'm sure you've yes. heard that. He All should know. So I think it's very important to clarify that we're talking now with your partner about the boundaries and they're different for every relationship, rules of engagement. And what bothers me in my relationship may not bother you at all. We recently had a talk about, you know, someone having your back when, yeah, we're very different. So um, I'll go into that a little bit later, but first of all, to put the rule out and then all my couples say, well, what can I do? Like, do I have to divorce my partner if they cross through the line? And no, most consequences in a love relationship involve you. So you could talk about it. But if you finish talking about it, it's like if the person's still not respecting your boundary, what do you remove? You remove yourself. Okay, people don't always understand that is that that's the biggest consequence you have is I'm not going to hang out with you and go up north. I used to remember I used to say myself, I used to say uh, when I had trouble with boundaries, I would talk to a friend of mine. Again, I grew up in a family of love, 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 and I'd be on my way up north and I'd say, well, I don't want to have a fight with him on my way up north because it's going to be a bad day and I love my days up north. And she would say, but it's going to be a bad day anyways. You're going to feel like you sold your soul. So yeah, if I'm on my way up north and there's a boundary violation, it might be time to go home and not to be punitive, but to be that I've kind of lost my mood. I'm not in the mood for that. And I think that that's a really important thing because often it is, it's something that is punitive. You are hurt. And so I want the other person to hurt. And that's not the right way to go through a relationship. You want to be the better person with them. You want them to understand and hope that they will care and respect that. But this is not 
a I'm going to punish someone and make them feel just as bad and they did something wrong so now I'm going to do something wrong. I think that it is mostly about understanding and understanding the reasons why. Yes, yes, but when, you know, just for sure, you want to explain it, but let's say, Georgia, just so we're clear, is that let's say you've explained that example of call when you're going to be late. And you've explained it, you've sat down many times, okay? And the person says, I understand, I'm not going to do it. Okay, this is a number one question in my office, and they do it again, okay? What's a consequence in that situation? You've talked about it, you've already talked about it, to your blue in the face. And I personally believe at a certain point, if you keep talking about it, it starts to become like, no, no, no. Like it's not, I, I, as a matter of fact, in some of my retreats, I call it, I love you, I'll never leave you when you're screaming at the partner. It's not, they're not going to be taken seriously. So I believe, and I wonder if you do too, that at that point you need a behavioral consequence is different than a verbal consequence. So maybe we can talk about yeah. what's the difference between a verbal consequence, which could be like, I'm not happy with you, and a behavioral, which often people respond much stronger to behavioral consequences. Or that if that wakes them up and they might understand what's happening with that. I think that for behavioral consequences and such as that is that if you have made supper and everything's ready and you're waiting and you did not get a call, have supper. Yeah. Have your supper. I think that often people are, you know, they wait, they wait, and now everyone's suffering, everyone's cold, the kids are hungry, or they're screaming, you're angry. <laughs> it would be a fair and a natural consequence to just... Have your supper and enjoy it. Don't allow the anger to to take hold. Enjoy hard your to do supper. sometimes. Hard to do. It's but that's the beginning be. of of you know that comes into self love, which a lot of people talk about. It's the mm-hmm. beginning of what I call love affair with yourself. Is you're you're very important to me, my partner. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to cross a boundary, I'm still here with me. I'm still here with my kids, and I want to enjoy my dinner. You know, and whatever it takes, whether it's a dinner, whether it's New Year's Eve, I can think of moments that people have told me stories, but like, how could you do that in a situation like this? Boundaries and consequences don't take holidays. It doesn't matter if it's New Year's Eve. It doesn't matter if it's your honeymoon. Okay. Because Georgia said, I say it often, and it's true. We do, that's, that's uh, actually a Dr. Phil line. We do teach people how to treat us. So at the end of the day, if we're saying it's okay to show up two hours late on New Year's Eve when you've been waiting or whatever the situation is, then unfortunately, it's going to generalize to beyond New Year's Eve. Yes. And so you have a problem. So I'd rather have an unpleasant evening. Yeah. It's not going to be great. Let's be honest. It'll be okay. It's not going to be great. If it's New Year's Eve and you're separate, it's not going to be great. But it won't happen again. And that's why I tell my clients with their kids and with their partners is if you're going to put a consequence, you want it to have the impact that you don't have to go through this unpleasant situation again, which is a tenant of couple therapy. That if you're going to have a fight, which is healthy in relationships. Yes. But you don't want to have the same fight over and over and over again. And and you want the other person to care and respect you respect and if you respect yourself then you're teaching someone else to also respect you and i think that that's also something that's really important because you want to have a respectful relationship love is not and people often talk about love as being self-sacrifice it is not always a hundred percent sacrifice on one person to zero on the other part. Sometimes if someone's ill or you need to take care of them at points, that might be the case. But you want it to be relatively even throughout the relationship. If not, you're going to end up having animosity. Okay, so to, you know, so to really drive this home, I've given an example, and I think maybe if you're okay with it, let's give some personal examples. Sure. I always find that helps people is to, you know, personal examples. So I have one where recently I felt um, I was meeting with my partner and I felt that we were supposed to meet at a certain time. I 
probably going to kill me for saying this on the radio, but I think the point. I think it's 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 a, it's okay. There was no mal intent on his part, uh, but it was important to me that he kept his word. And I asked him, "Are you sure you're going to be there at that time? If you need more time, no problem." And he said, "No, no, no. I'm definitely going to be there." And he didn't show up at the time. He didn't show up much after the time. And by the time he showed up, I was really, really upset because and and that's again where we're all different. For me, my history, keeping your word is extremely important. So. Um, he came in with a big smile on his face, very charming, and I could not greet him with that same ch- charm and let it go. There was a part of me that wanted to let it go. My kids were there. I wanted to make it all smooth, but I felt that if I let it go, and I, you know, I feel strongly about this as part of what we teach our clients, and I hope that you know, you'll be able to give an example, too, of where you had to sort of follow it through until he understood that don't give me your word. You don't have to give me your word. If you can't mean it then don't say it because I am a big believer in mean what you say and say what you mean yes okay so that's an example for me so the consequence is that I was no longer in any kind of connected mood with him and I went away for a little while and he came back to me and he was like you know what I get it's like I'm not going to say I promise if I if I can't keep to something and I you know it really created a nice moment between the two of us because for me don't promise if you can't do it it's fine I mean things happen or call if you're going to be late yeah, so and in that case, of my life. by him saying that, you felt validated and understood yes. that this was something that mattered to you. And you want to make sure that it's something that matters to the other person. It may not be your want, but if it's your partner's want, you want to be respectful to that and see them. Like, truly see the person that you're with for what they enjoy, what they need, and what they care about. Yeah, and if I would have, like, let it go and just said, like, pretended I was in a good mood, first of all, I'd be seething inside. Yes. Possibly passive-aggressive. Yes. Very possibly. And uh, furthermore, I I think it would just encourage him to do more and more of something that I really don't like. And I often say it's a disservice to your partner a lot to let them know as well because this is your, you're setting the path of how to treat you. And if yes. you don't allow them to know how to treat you, they may mistakenly hurt you without even the knowledge of that. And so I always say it's a gift. I mean, I like to hear it at the time that I've done something wrong. I probably never like to hear that I've hurt someone. But later I appreciate it because now I know what we need to do to make this okay. Well, that's a really great point because I should say before you go on to your example that in respect to my partner, it would not bother him if I showed up late. So you see, he wouldn't have thought it was a big deal because that even if I gave my word, it would not bother him. Right. So you see, that's the problem is we're all different people. Can you give us an example, Georgia? Well, my, why don't we do my example when you check us out after the break? All right. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reich. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com and change your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040. 
514-695-0450 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or spamunari.com. Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reich, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Couples describe her retreats as life-changing. Regain that loving feeling. Bring your intimacy to a new level and rediscover excitement and joy. Find out more at HelpForAnxietyDepression.com or call 514-796-4357. We all want love and safety. Now you can have it. Call 514-796-4357 or HelpForAnxietyDepression.com. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reich. So we're back on Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. I'm talking with Georgia, and we're just trying to offer up some personal examples just to drive the point home and also to keep it real that, you know, it happens in your marriage. It happens in your life. I don't know what example you're going to give. It happens to everyone that your boundaries are pushed, and you're forced into a situation where you have to think of an appropriate consequence. So what is your example, Georgia? Sure. I'll give my example. This will be kind of funny. My husband will love it because my husband's actually really good if he says he's going to do something. He almost always does. And here we have it on the radio to say, my husband's really great with that. I am the one that is usually wrong for the time, or I might come home late, or a session ran long. And so I'm going to give one that he set. Um, I don't even know if it was knowingly, but I remember coming home, and my husband was making a great meal. I come home, but I am late, and I am an hour late, which is quite a long time late. Uh And so I came home. And I hadn't called because I was in session and came home, the meal was eaten, the kids were done, everything was cleaned up. And he said, why didn't you call me to let me know that you were running late in between sessions um, and I would have made you something. And I thought to myself, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. If I expect to have a meal, I should be at least courteous enough to, you know, let him know to that. And so I had a peanut butter and jelly and sat there and thought, well, this is my uh, just dessert for not being able to come down. So sometimes the consequence is just natural that, you know what, that's, and I wasn't, couldn't even be upset about it because it was absolutely right. Well, that's an example and a great example of a very healthy verbal conversation between two very loving people. Uh, My question to you, is that if it has ever been a situation where you had to apply a behavioral consequence that words were not going to work. Because again, people listening are going to say, that's so wonderful. They get along so well and they had a nice, beautiful conversation, but that's not working in my relationship. And I want to make sure we reach those people. What would be a behavioral consequence if someone stepped over your line, whether it's your husband, whether it's a friend, what would, if you've already done that, let's say it was you had made the dinner, 
what would you, you know, what's, again, how do you deal with what's, it? What's in my toolbox is what's, the question. So, yeah. so one of the main ones is I will just be silent and I won't engage in the dialogue until I think that the person can listen. Has that ever I, happened to you? I, I have had to do that. I have had to just, if, if it's not happening and I'm upset and I'm hurt and, you know, we were at the in-laws and I felt that, you know, I wasn't given backed up or I was left alone or um, someone spoke about me and I was not defended to that. I will just be quiet. Like, I will just be quiet. I won't be rude. But, you know, I'm relatively, you know, you can, I'm expressive by the face. So people would know that I am not okay. And that is usually a good consequence to waiting until the other person is ready to accept and hear it. I think that a lot of times we give consequences out of anger and when we're upset. And that's probably not the best way to do that. You want to be make sure that you have the time to be able to properly articulate and understand why you're actually hurt. If you're angry, if you're upset, there's a reason for that. And letting the other person know that reason as well, you want to be calm enough to be able to explain that. But just waiting until they're able to hear it, I think, is a really great consequence that you can you know, deal with very easily. It's non-punitive. And then you can be able to talk about it when you both are able to listen. Well, you know, I... I think that's a great example, and I think it's an important one, because when you get quiet, part of what gets created also, because I know a lot of my clients, um, when they're talking, the person's going, what's the big deal? You know, it's no big deal. Uh, I was late. What's the big deal? You're you're too sensitive. There's a lot of this kind of stuff that goes on. And what I love about, I started off by saying the consequences you take yourself out. So when you get quiet, you're forcing the other person also, to a certain extent, to come to you and go, well, what's up with you? And it changes the dynamic right away. And then this is true with kids too okay there have been times with consequences with my kids that again a verbal consequence or even taking something away doesn't necessarily work if we want them to understand something on an emotional basis is you know well, mom's not going to be in such a good mood or be around you. And again, not in an abandoning way, God forbid. We want to always reassure our kids, and we should say that. Uh, I actually, we even do this in our marriage, is that, you know, with our kids, it's, um, Mom and dad love you. That's not going to change. But the behavior was not okay. Uh, in a marriage, I know sometimes when we're sort of in that space that you were talking about of um, you're getting quiet or you're not happy with the other person and you're sort of both thinking about it, we might even say to each other, I still love you. I'm not good right now with you, but I still love you. Because I think this also touches on attachment. And I think a lot of people, when there's tension between the two people, can feel very very scared that the relationship is falling apart and I think that's part of why that's also part of why we have a hard time putting boundaries and consequences we're we're set I used to feel very sensitive to other people I don't want them to think that I'm mad at them like I love you you're my partner I love you and by the way since you said your partner was so good I want to go on record and say it's so is mine so is mine if he's listening this was one time and he was well, he's good with that I'm not saying there's not other stuff that okay. he doesn't do that are, that I know are my partner's there. listening who knows no, her no, no, partner no, no, no. and this no, no, Trust me, no, no, no. Trust me, <laughs> there's other stuff that we have problems with. Um, and I'll, I'll give one. Just, oh, good. Just to go just through Just even this court, because we're getting together yeah, in a yeah. few weeks. Yeah, yeah. No, and no, the no, husbands no. will be together, and no, I, no. I can see this going badly. No, no, no. I'll, okay. I'll, give one, I'll give one to that accord. I'm just saying, I wasn't saying that my partner, so he's good with saying what he does. I'm the one in that case, which I thought you would find funny. I was not at all saying that he is in perfection. Um but he's uh, pretty good. But anyways, he's both of our partners. Yes, that's absolutely. Go ahead. But what he often does is when I tell him something and we're having a discussion, he will completely forget what I have said. Yes. 
And that I find vastly frustrating. And I guess for him, it's probably frustrating being married to a therapist. I can fully sympathize with both of our partners. That's probably not a great thing to be married to. Um, In some ways, it might be very nice. But so he will often forget what I would say or even what I discuss. And he might even forget what he has said. And now I get very angry and frustrated because I feel unheard. I feel not validated because... In my mind, and I know that this is not the case, and he's thinking this is not the case, it's that he didn't care enough, and I will often use that, even though I know it's not truly true, but that's the way I feel at the moment, is you didn't care enough to really listen to me. You were so busy giving your argument that you did not like pay attention to what mine was. You're busy building your defense in your head. And I'll often say I can tell you're, you're actually building your defense to what you did because you don't want to feel bad but you're not hearing me during this time. And so the consequence that we deal with with that is I will often say, can you tell me, can you parrot back to me what I said and why I said that? And it's interesting because it's a very simple one, but right away you can tell that the gears stop and often it'll be like, wait, can you restate it? And then I know that time they're listening. It didn't help for the first time that I had to ask that usually. Um, but it changes the gear to being, I want to now hear you, I want to see you, and I want to understand that. And it makes me feel better. And I know that we both in couples therapy often give an example of how you can do that. Yes. In a couple to make the other person feel heard. And if you're having a relationship and having a fight, this right away will stop the armament towards each other. And you say, oh, they get me. And it'll always make the relationship just a little bit better. Can you give that example of how you how you say back, how, how do you repeat back to someone? Well, this is actually what the couple retreats are all about. It's okay. like literally what we start off by doing because one of the things couples do all the time is they don't listen. You're right. Yes. They're formulating their defense in their head. And then the next thing you know, you have them in the session, one person speaking, the other person's sort of going, it's called attack a defendant dance that goes on. So the person's preparing their defense, absolutely, and they're not hearing you. So we actually literally have scripts. So a little bit goes like the person says they're, grievance and the other person listens as much as they can if they're getting overwhelmed they say you know yes let me try to so re- that one person does not go on, on and on, on and, and on, on which could be a problem which could be a problem and then you sort of you learn how to say it back to the person and you end with did I get that right yes okay and then further along in the retreats they learn about did I get it right I understand you and you make sense to me Okay. I like that. It's very powerful. I like that. It's slowing down the discussion. And the moment we slow it down, so I'm so glad you brought up this example. I'm, I really I am. The moment you slow it down and you take the time to listen, we can, we can connect with the um, child and the other person. Because at that moment that you don't feel listened to, it's relating back to some other time, most likely, that you didn't feel listened to. Oh, yes. And who couldn't have As the youngest product? little girl in my family, there you I go. think that that happened quite a lot. And so can you go through those steps again? So I'm having an argument with my partner. And and my partner that might be listening may want to take this down, these notes down for, for themselves. What are the steps that you would go through? Well, I would say that the first thing is the person, it's very important to greet your partner and ask them if it's a good time to talk right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another point we want to get in before we run out of time is that timing is everything. Because... I, I've definitely made this mistake of having discussions late at night. It's, you know, when people are tired, it's not always the best and time. And if you're going to wake them up in the middle of the night I, while they're sleeping, yeah, that's okay. no, not naming any names, that's probably also not the best of time to discuss something. Who are you discussing? I, I don't know, but they may be listening. 
Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, we got to talk on the commercial break. Okay, yeah, so those are not good times. So you ask the person, is this a good time to speak? And then you say, you know, whatever the grievance is, this is what's been bothering me. What if they say, no, it's not? Then they're supposed to come back and say, no, it's not, but I would be available to speak today after lunch. And this is this is very important. And now you're not in- next week. No, no, because, no. And I think that this is important is that consequences, we often think of consequences as punitive. But here we have something that shows that I'm listening, I'm paying attention, and it's something that's just beneficial. Consequences do not have to be harmful, painful, damaging. Consequences can be something that bonds both of you back together. And if they're done well, usually that's what will happen to it. Oh, that, but that is a very good point, so I'll just say that. You see, what we're talking about now, we're vacillating between two kinds of couples. So I think it's important we just call that out, okay? If you come and learn these skills, whether it's in therapy, whether it's in reading books, whether it's doing a couple retreat, this is what the couples do at retreats is they do intensive work on this. If you learn the skills and what you're doing with your partner and he's, you ask him to repeat back, then the consequences definitely don't have to be punitive. However, it takes two to tango in a marriage, which brings up the fact we're a little bit off boundaries and consequences, but I think it's important that you have to both want to work on your marriage Mm -hmm. so if your partner is not willing to do that then you you don't you're not gonna be punitive but you're gonna take you're gonna be more taking your marbles and playing on your own until your partner wants to join a team with you which comes back to the kids too because you can't do family and marriage without a team yeah agreed yes and and that might be a point where if you've done all of these things that might be a point where you would come in to have a third person to be able to talk about what is not working because in the end what you're wanting to do is to learn better tools to be able to bond with each other and so that would might be the time that you would go to a couple's retreat or come into therapy or Absolutely. read a how-to book on relationships yeah. or emotional intelligence as well so if you're in a couple where your partner does want to you know have these kinds of conversations a bit like georgia was talking about so you would ask if it's a good time if the partner says no then they have to come back with a good time and then you'd go to um the grievance yes and if the other person is getting overwhelmed and they've studied that physiologically men get overwhelmed much quicker than uh, women do it's called being flooded and you have to be careful because when somebody is flooded if you keep going their neocortex shuts down that's the thinking part of their brain and they go into their limbic system fight or flight and we don't like fight or flight because that means your partner's walking out or saying something aggressive or who knows what everything else that you say at that point will be lost anyways. They won't be thinking about it. And I think I'd probably do a little bit of continuing talk. It's my the therapist in me. Right. I sometimes probably talk for longer than I should, or I will belay the point or say repeat it over again. In my I think in my hope it's my hope that they will then hear me. Yeah. Because I've said it now three times. But <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have stopped at one and asked for them to, you know, reiterate that back to me. And the last two pieces to that were yeah. you, reiter- you, reiter- you reiterate it and then you said you to do validate it. You, va- you empathize and you validate. So let's just. What very- would validation sound like? It sounds like um, it makes sense. That makes sense it, to me because... But what if it doesn't make sense to you? Okay, here's a trick. We're running out of time, but here's a really good trick, okay? Is... Look at the emotional content. As a therapist, there's a lot of things people tell me that don't necessarily the story makes sense, but the feeling always makes sense. So it might be, I can see that you sound frustrated yes. because I've interrupted you. Yes, yes. And then to have some empathy, the magic to all relationships is empathy. And I imagine if you feel frustrated, my dear Georgia, 
that must be a horrible feeling for you. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. So these are skills. Like I'm, These are really skills to learn for those kinds of dialoguing. So we sort of ended up there. It's interesting. That's what's fun about live radio. You don't know where it's going to go. Uh, you can see why I want to do two uh, segments with you on this boundaries and consequences because there is so much to say. So we're going to stream again next week. We're going to continue this on. So, you know, go on Facebook, put your questions, um, and we'll continue on with Boundaries and Consequence. Thank you so much for coming back on Straight Talk. Thank Where you so much people, for having me. My pleasure. Where can people find you if they want to find you? Well, if you want to check out Anxiety Videos, you can check out anxiety-videos.com. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Georgia underscore Dow and also anxiety videos Yes, we'll talk more about anxiety videos next time in our upcoming video on boundaries and consequences. For now, this is Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. Thank you, Georgia, and keep your eyes on the stars. Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and will tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now, go live your best life.